Welcome to the Untangle and Thrive podcast, where we talk about real problems, real clients, and real solutions. Now here is your host, Angela McKinney. Hi, it's Angela McKinney with the Untangle and Thrive podcast, and welcome back, people. I hope everyone's well, safe, and healthy. So we had this wonderful, fun Untangle Dance workshop on Saturday, and I was just delighted at the women's courage to slink into their tangled self part and open up to that organizing present part of us to start dancing in our life in a new way, start embodying form and self-expression in a new way. It is so meaningful. And I was really moved by many of the people who shared and all different stages of healing and recovery and being in our bodies. And how often I can forget how much pain um, my body held for me, how much entrapment, right? And, and sort of terror and the pain, the body pain, and how refinding our bodies for, for all of us is such a meaningful and healing journey. And the trauma dramas of our past, no matter how horrendous they've been, and believe me, they've been horrendous for so, 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 so many people. It's just astounding how resourceful we can become when we, when we know how to work with our bodies in some new ways. So when we've been dislocated from our bodies and we've trained ourselves to sort of leave the body behind, the pain was too much, the trauma was too much, the abuse was too much, the divorce was too much, the job was too much, all of that noise, then we ultimately create more suffering. And reorbiting back into our bodies, it can feel very overwhelming. So we want to be very selective. And I always say we want to bite-size little ways of rediscovering our body's intelligence. And we almost want to go back to the time before the memories of the trauma and drama. So I encourage my clients, I encourage participants to get on the floor and crawl around and try to remember the time that you learned yourself into walking, the time where you didn't have terror, where you didn't have fear, where your bodies were just available and curious to taste and feel themselves into a new state of, of being, into mobility into moving, into learning, into, into forming sounds, right? Into forming sounds. We weren't in a state of terror when we were trying to formulate words. Most of us or crawl or, or move from crawling into walking. And so, so often 
when we reorbit to our body, we kind of want to remember that we at one point had a monk-like command of presence, of self-assertiveness, of self-expression, of occupying our bodies, you know, the way a healthy animal occupies its body, fully, with all this aliveness of presence. And when we've had horrible times or struggles or confusion or family systems that have caused us a lot of drama and trauma, we've, we've really un, untrained ourselves from that intelligence to survive. We did what we needed to survive. We dislocated. And we thought that if we could just keep dislocating, we would be okay. And then we start having to manage other symptoms that arise from dislocation, eating disorders, numbing the overwhelm of not feeling a belonging, feeling isolated, alcohol, over drinking, over neediness on sex or a, a partner. And then we just start managing and trying to fix our life in the management of our disorganized symptoms. And then we really, really continue to build a life of surviving. So coming back to the body and coming back to play is critical for us to produce and create the conditions to learn ourselves into new feelings, new experiences, new possibilities. So often we are scanning from the head, trying to figure everything out, and we are not attuning to our whole integrated system that supports aliveness, presence and creativity. And so what I love about dance and why I like to wiggle our butts and get in our stomachs and get in our feet and feel our fingers and start to feel muscles and reconnect to the strength of the body is the body, as Dr. Van der Kolt so eloquently says, keeps the score. It calls the shots. And when our body is not aligned with the intelligence of our head, we're not in agreement. And when we're not in agreement, when both parts of us are not in agreement, we're not available to change. We're not available for flexibility and exploration or taking risk or being in the, the state of unknowingness in a healthy, creative way. We're dis, we're disaligned and we're in disagreement. Our bodies are, are terrified of moving forward. Our heads are self-willing ourselves to move forward. And then we, we create these chaotic, disorganized systems of victimhood and authoritarianism. And the victim and the authority, authoritarianism, they, they are in the same organizing structure. Yes, and they are both really confused with power and control. And they both are really feeling very powerless. And they both feel very victimized. 
And then there's just a war of power and it's incredibly chaotic and disorganizing. And so we really don't want to leave our bodies behind. We want to embody our body and we want to find harmony from the lower part of our brain and our body's conversation that's happening, that survival system, that unconscious system to the higher regions of our, of our um, ability to, to organize language and creativity. We want an alignment inside of our being. And we access this alignment through the body for the most part, for the most part. Some of us who already have a very integrated capacity can really come and get aligned through a top-down approach, through a head approach. But most of us need to bring our body's intelligence more actively in our life. So there's a lot of panic right now. There's a lot of fear of the uncertainty. There's a lot of fear of the fear of the worry of the coronavirus. There's a lot of response to the times that we're in that that's creating more panic, more stress, more uncertainty. And the one piece of it that we can control is our response, right? We can control our response, but a lot of us don't know that we have agency with our response. It's so fast, it's so automatic that we think it's happening to us. And that is the re-victimization that many of us can feel in our life. It's these circumstances happening to us. We don't have a say. I can't feel my body in a certain way because you, this person took advantage of my, you know, I, I re-experience all the trauma and all the violations of other people hurting my body. And so these automatic responses recreate tremendous amount of pain, confusion, and immobility, the inability to move through them or move with them in a different way. And immobility is what is the rebonding of trauma. When we're not in a trauma bond, we mobilize, we move. There's an organic movement that happens, fluidity. It's not awkward, heavy, complicated, exhausted. We're available to move within our body, within our life in a way that aligns us to to healing and recovering and thriving, these sensations of joy and aliveness and presence. And so what we want to do is it's okay if you are struggling to reconnect with your body. We don't need to overwhelm our bodies. That's the last thing we need to do. We want to just give ourselves a little tiny, high quality space of engagement. We just want to find a little patch of grass or a little place to sit on the floor and allow ourselves to be with ourselves in a new way. We want to re-remember and re-imagine a time when we were free fully to occupy our bodies. 
to form words, to self-assert, to stand fully inside of our visibility, of being seen. We want to re-remember ourselves into this organic intelligence that most of us have just left it behind. And we want to get playful here, people. That's why I love wiggling and dancing and working with body postures to help unlock the unconscious patterns that really hold us back in our life, right? That we can touch the floor and move around and wiggle and slide and, and put us into new sensations of our mobility that we can re-remember that we did learn how to crawl and then walk and say words and self-assert and find our voices. We have that intelligence inside of us. We need to take a moment to re-remember this experiential sense of being in the world that was safe that was without fear and terror and violence and confusion and fragmentation, where we were okay just being, okay just feeling and tasting and experiencing a glass of water or new food taking in our whole sensorial state with our experience, our smell, our touch, our sound, our skin, that we can find form here and structure within our day to allow this reflective remembering. And everyone here is different. Everyone's here gets caught up in their bodies, remember like storm of abuse. And if that's triggering for you, I just want to support you in trying to go before that time, trying to allow yourself space to re-remember your humanity, your experience of just being in your baby form, of being alive fully alive, not in your head, not trying to figure everything out in the exploration of your humanity. I'm working with a lot of people right now on their time relationship, time holding a structure a stabilizing structure, right? To support, help to better support our focus, our energy, and where we're going to go, where we want to travel. Today. And what feelings do we want to line up with in our day? Again, most of us attack the calendar from a rigid, punitive structural stance 
or we become so helpless and avoidant of that punitive rigidity that we just don't even have any structure. So we live in chaos. Um, this is the time to clear those storms and start building capacity with time differently, with your body's intelligence, with your body's desires to create new feelings, new sensations, new experiences, right? So people are always like, well, how do you do that? What's the how? Well, this is a muscle of, of learning yourself into being with time in ways that create joy and raise that, that raise your level of value and engagement in ways that produce trust and confidence that self leads you into new sensations of pleasure, for example, or joy, or excitement. That we actually get to choose people, the feelings we want to create with our time. We get to choose feelings we want to create with our time and how we want to color it. How, what do we want to be and what behaviors line us up to those higher stated values and expressions? Instead of time doing this to me, making me always feel like this or this or this, <sighs> right? That we're, um, we're a victim to these unconscious patterns that we're bonding with, even with time. The rush, 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 the stress, 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 the, the regrets. The... So building this beingness with your time, getting deliberate with what feelings you want to create with your time, pulling out mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, um, financial health, relational health, family health, all these categories, right? And how do you touch them and color with them every day? How can you bring higher levels of engagement to integrate into a healthy time system? You know, time is the highest currency we have. And Often my clients have to really train themselves into a, a radically new time relationship. And whenever we've had a reality shift, it's always time is always a little different depending on our circumstances. Um, different, We get disorientated with time, many of us, when we've been pulled out of the normality of the day-to-day -day grind, when we've been taken to a rehab, for example, and our systems are all getting realigned to some structure. For many of us right now, we're refinding what structure works to support our life. And this is a great chance to reclaim time, to look at your old system of operating, see the values, see some benefits, but also locate what wasn't getting your attention in that old cluttered system of normalcy and repeat and repeat and the one that you were just in a few weeks ago. What do you need? What could be more helpful over here in this new system? A lot of business owners I worked with, they are really having to reorganize time 
radically right now. And a lot of the old systems were creating issues, health issues, stress issues, emotional issues, relationship issues, right? So getting a chance to bring yourself to your work differently, your relationships differently, your self-care, and attuning in the quietness of sort of a new reality, in the stillness that new realities can really provide for us if we're not triggered. We can start to deepen our capacity to support richer experiences, become more receptive and available for new experiences. And this is a state of being with time that raises awareness and connectedness to presence, right? To presence. This is not rebonding and going back in time and re-experiencing time to be a certain way, a certain color, a certain texture, a certain noise. It's stepping out of that system and sort of neutralizing it to realign to a higher state of being, to a higher state of self-leading, to a higher state of, of identifying the feelings that you want to embody with time. What are they? When you want more aliveness, what do you need to be doing to create more aliveness? If you want more joy in time, what do you need to be doing to activate more joy with time? If you want more love and play, what do you need to be doing to create more love and play in your day? If you want more financial well-being, what more do you need to be, what feelings connect you to financial health? Maybe it's excitement. Maybe it's adventure. What takes you into adventure and excitement with your productivity to creating more financial health? Like those are the chords of your instrument of time. You know, I ask my clients sometimes to hear it as a musical instrument. Change the way you hear time. Let it become an, a, a symphony, right? An opera. Bring your composer, bring the conductor to this level of attunement, of synchronizing, of organizing, of holding space for your body to get fully alive and present with where you're putting your focus, your energy, and your creativity. So just circling back to the body, for example, and if you, if you wanted to get specific here with yourself, and you went into your body's relationship with time, as we did in the workshop on Saturday, you're going to find, I find that um, it's always helpful to use your opposite hand to kind of get curious with what is my, with time could talk to me, what's time whispering to me? Wow, it makes me feel like I can't, you know, who am I to think that I should have a bigger life, right? There's stuff that comes up when we start to engage in the relationship. So that's step one. And then you can start to find your physical body dance of, oh, when 
time speaks to me in this way. Like, who the hell do you think you are wanting a bigger life? Right? Like that. Then I can just go into my little collapse, shutdown, trauma stance, stance. And um, that's a very familiar, comfortable dance for me. And I know for a lot of my clients, this fear, terror, shut down, immobilize. And the second step of the untangle method is really just to kind of locate the first one, the tangled self dance, locate it, step out of it, and start to work with discharging the fear. We'd shake, we do push-ups, we move our, we get present with our sensorial life, we go for a walk, we discharge it like the animal does in the wild kingdom. They shake it off and they get reorientated to present reality. Then we've created space to neutralize and level the ground to support us with emerging, with coming out a little bit. Actually, I want to feel like this today. So I'm okay. I'm going to claim that. I'm going to, I'm going to locate another part of me that actually wants to have fun with time, that actually wants to get silly with time, that actually wants to get purposeful with time, that wants to get big with time, bigger in my goals, bigger in my self-care, stronger, right? This part of me who really wants to come more online to start claiming and helping shape time to mean something completely different. And I always say, it's not one or the other. We create, um, our organizer self in the Untangle Method really holds space to hold both and encourage the leaning in to that creative side that really is where we integrate wellness, healing, and belonging. So play with your time this week. Play with bringing yourself to it differently. Play with giving yourself a little space in your time to refine your body's intelligence, to refine your safety. And before you understood fear, we need to re-remember there's this part of us that can emerge and claim our experiences differently. Okay, people, play, take good care of yourself, stay well, stay healthy, have a beautiful day. Talk to you soon. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out our life skills programs. We take these creative life skills and integrate them into a practice. Check out the details at www.untangleandthrive.com slash program.